Ladies and gentlemen and all genders outside and in between, welcome back to Thirsty Work, the all-new podcast around sex, sex education, and a little bit of hedonism. Tonight, my guest is the glorious Becca Beckery. Mmm, that's Thirsty Work. How are you doing, you beautiful individuals? Welcome on in. Welcome back to Thirsty Work, the wonderful hedonistic podcast and my glorious guest this evening is of course the uh the beautiful becca beckery who we're having technical it's okay you're back with us we're back with us we're okay only mild technical issues i mean to be fair there's a giant storm going on so so that's that's entirely fair becca would you do me a favor and give yourself a quick cheeky little introduction there what do you what is it you do say hi to everyone um my name is becca my pronouns are she they um, I am an Irish uh, content creator, mainly for education uh, on the LGBTQIA plus community and disabled community while raising money for charity. Huzzah! What charities have you recently been raising money for? Um, the last one we raised money for was uh, Safe in Our World, um, a UK mental health charity. Um, they do see it. incredible stuff. Love um, to see it. That's what we're all about. And before we go any further, people that are watching this live on Twitch, don't forget that you can use your channel points to ask questions, which we will answer at the end. And um, if any answers, any questions don't get answered, then we will make sure to refund you. So don't worry about all of that. Okay. Okay. The, I mean, one of the main reasons I wanted to bring you on here, uh, Becca Berger, is because you are quite um, open. Uh, you're an open book, aren't you? In regards pretty much, to yeah. pretty much everything, really. Yes. Every single time that I've been into your streams or seen you in other people's streams, you're just a very easygoing, just like, this is the way my life is, and I'm happy about that. And one of those things, as I've previously discussed, is is the fact that you are asexual yourself. I am, yes. Yay! Now, asexuality fascinates me because <laughs> I, it's it's of all of the, the sexualities, I feel like it's the one that I know the least about, and I also feel like it's the one that I am... Um, like probably like the if there were if if all of the sexualities were on one spectrum, I'm like the opposite end. Like I'm a I'm a hedonistic filth <laughs> wizard, and like then you've got asexuality. And I've met loads of loads of wonderful asexual friends, wonderful uh, ace friends, I believe is the uh, the yes. the the name for them on the street. Um, yes, <laughs> but the shorthand, yeah, the, the shorthand, yeah, which is great because because I love that. I love that just because it originally I was just like okay asexuality is about like you just don't have a sex drive by any stretch of imagination and then i find out that that's not the case at all nope by any stretch of the imagination which is mind-blowing to what is asexuality to you um so i'm very specifically i'm demisexual uh demisexual which um means i don't feel sexual attraction unless i have a strong emotional bond with somebody okay um other than that my brain's just like not at all um, but I know that for some people, um, for some demisexuals, they could have like, um, like a high sex drive or a low sex drive, but not at all. Some could be, um, like sex repulsed, sex positive, sex neutral, all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. so it's definitely varies person to person, but for me, I'm personally, I'm sex positive. I don't have a sex drive really. Um kind of just it is what it is but do you have a sex drive when like you have that emotional con uh, like connection yeah. 
Pretty you much, just... yeah. It doesn't really happen that often. Okay. Um, even if I have a strong emotional bond, it doesn't necessarily guarantee a, se a sexual attraction. Um, but if it's just sometimes, I guess. Because I knew, I knew, like demisexuality <laughs> was around like the emotional bond side of things, like being attracted yeah. to somebody on emotional level, and that's what gives you that that drive to be with them. Yeah. Um. But I wasn't sure, and I knew it connected somehow to asexuality, but I wasn't sure in regards to how that worked. Um, yeah. Interesting. I, I, I find that stuff, like, really fascinating, because, like I say, I'm, I'm a colossal filth wizard. I'm just, like, <laughs> debauched in every way, shape, and form, you know? Um, so when did you, like, when did you realize that that was a part of you, or was it something that you... Like, when, when you were growing up, was it, like, a, a scenario where you were just, like, I don't understand why I'm not quite like everybody else? Or were you just, like, do you know what? This is just the way I am. Um, I definitely grew up feeling, like, there was something different. Okay. Because I was, like, obviously all of my friends were getting into relationships, and that wasn't really how my brain worked. I didn't even want a relationship at the time. So, obviously in the whole like especially going into secondary school everyone's like everyone's already had the talk all that well irish catholic school the talk is like not that much um <laughs> did you get like sex education in school barely. barely i'm not even kidding you when i tell you they showed us a video that said when a man and a woman love each other very much they hug in a special way i thought that, that was like a, an old 70s thing i don't realize really they no. still showed that yeah like, oh I'm, I'm 25. That was what I was shown when I was 12. That, that's amazing. Suddenly I feel, um, <laughs> so suddenly I feel like I'm, like, my sex education was amazing. Like, I had a biology teacher who was just like, okay, we're going to talk about scientific terms, and if you use any, if you use the scientific terms, then I will answer your questions. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, this is the, the hilarious thing. Like, I'm English Catholic school. But the yeah. hilarious thing about the, the there is the stereotypical like view of Irish Catholic sex education, and, it, and that exactly what you said is exactly it's the stereotype. So like, uh, especially because we got taught nothing. Like, we didn't we didn't even we didn't get taught about um, STIs. We didn't get taught how to use condoms. Nothing. Literally nope. nothing. Like everything that I know, I know from the internet. So <laughs> that was is that it. something that's where that I got you... mine? you explored then in regards to like just wanting to know more about sex yeah pretty much especially like with friends because i'm because i'm open i at the time i wasn't open to talking about it like i felt embarrassed to talk about it because especially growing up being taught like just stay away from that kind of stuff um, down with that sort of thing yeah 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 <laughs> pretty much this is like so i felt embarrassed to talk about it or to even like hear about it um but for the majority, it was like, um, there's some YouTube channels that I follow that I followed when I was um, like 16, 17 growing up um, who did other videos, but also did videos on like sex ed um, that I learned mostly from them. Um, and also friends that just were just open to talk about like their own experiences, that kind of stuff. I, was I, feel, I also friend. feel like it's better to learn from experiences I mean, from other it, people's it, experiences. Yeah, it made it made sense. I was that friend just because I was fascinated by the entire concept of I think maybe because of the fact that it was so taboo. Like like yeah. Irish Catholic brought up 
English Catholic, um, yeah. I was very much like I I viewed sex as like the great unknown, an adventure <laughs> from across the seas. Do you know? What I mean, yeah. it was like I was like, oh my god, I need to know so much more about this. Um, I because, know everything. Yeah, exactly. Well, because yeah. as well, it was it was taboo. It was yeah. it was that like the the great thing that we weren't allowed to do and and the more that especially growing up catholic and this might be something that you resonate with the more that people like harshed down on it the more interested i was yeah <laughs> yeah i yeah. was the same it was like i was more on the side of like i didn't want to talk about it with other people because i thought that they would you know make fun of me for it especially not knowing things like when we got the when we watched the video when we were 12 they literally handed around a piece of paper to everyone not a single person signed it even if you didn't have a question you pretended to write something and like folded it and put it in a box so the teacher would like take it out and there would be no names they would just read out the questions and answer the questions but people would laugh at them so nobody wanted to ask actual questions so nobody so even learned though it was anything. anonymous you didn't want yeah. to ask the question just because, because you yeah, because like if your question was read out and somebody laughed at it, you'd know that it was that they were laughing at you for asking that question, even though if they don't know that they were laughing at you. I don't know if that makes sense, but nobody asked a question. I feel yeah, no, it, it kind of does make sense because you know that the question was yours, and yeah. therefore, like you would still feel that I don't know pseudo embarrassment almost. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Interesting. So it's like, so nobody wanted to ask any like actual questions. Most people just put joke questions. So was that like, that? Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine yeah. the joke <laughs> questions that came out. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie. What was the most entertaining question that you remember? I literally don't remember any any of them. All right. I know that obviously people would be like, ask like they would. Just, most of them would just say like, just penis. They would just say penis. Just, in all just, caps. There's a very angry teacher stood up at the front. No, I can't believe. Really? Again? There is <laughs> nothing funny about the word the penis. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. And so was that something like that as you were growing older, obviously exploring things yourself and, and talking with your friends and, and looking at YouTube videos, on sex education was that the point where you were just like you know what i don't like feel the same way that these things are like the, the the way that these videos are talking yeah pretty much and i like i didn't know a term for i didn't know asexuality was a thing at all i didn't even know there was a spectrum for yeah. it especially because obviously catholic school you only get taught about being straight and that's it that's yep. all you get taught about yep so obviously I didn't know anything about it. So I actually found it on Twitter of all places. I found out about it on Twitter. Okay. Um, and I think I was 16 at the time. Okay. All right. So I I was, went, that was my next question was just, yeah. what, what was the next, what, what age were you? So 16 ish. Yeah. So 16 was when I found out about the term demisexuality specifically. Okay. Um, and that was like genuinely, like, you know the way, the, the metaphor of, like, a weight lifted off your shoulder? Like, that's literally what it felt like, because I genuinely felt like there was something wrong with me for years. 
because I was just like, because especially mentioned talking about that kind of stuff to like friends and only to friends, they were kind of just like, yeah, that's kind of weird. Or maybe you should get your hormones checked, that kind of stuff, which I've done. They're perfectly fine. Um, so there is no excuse for people to be like, get your hormones checked, which I still get. Shockingly. But this is this is the thing. If you don't, Peace. I, I suppose if you don't have the the foreknowledge that that asexuality is a thing, that demisexuality is a thing, then it's it's not like you would think that that might be an option. Yeah, you, you exactly. would think there's something wrong because I am yeah. not behaving the same way that other people are behaving. Yeah, which is exactly why I like talking about it so much. And yeah. I know. Before I had moved into this house, I had my five behind me all the time. So um, anytime somebody would like come into streams or anything like that, they would ask, like, what's the flag behind you? And I'd get to mention it to them and I'd um, introduce them to that, too, because they wouldn't know what it was beforehand. Um, For those people I like talking that about... are listening, that's the asexuality flag that you have yeah. <laughs> behind you in your room. Yes. Um, so, like... Like I've had so many people. I even made a thread on Twitter of like the different, um, the different like uh, titles, I guess, um, of the asexual spectrum. Um, I think it was like two years ago. Okay. Um, and so many people. I had gotten so many DMs of people being like, "I didn't know asexuality was a thing," or "I knew asexual was a thing, but I didn't know there was a spectrum for it. I didn't know that this specific label suits me exactly." And that kind of stuff and that made me genuinely really happy because a lot of them were younger as well and i really wish that i had read that when i was younger so i didn't have to feel like that throughout the entirety of school especially um especially because in school you get made fun of for not being in a relationship a lot <laughs> you get made fun of so, for anything they can find yeah. a way to make fun of you for it like that yeah that is definitely a, a lesson i learned in school it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what it no. is they will find a way to make fun of you um yep. so so, like, so yeah. okay yeah no carry on no i was gonna say uh, so with um with that like just knowing that talking even like, obviously i know everyone doesn't use labels and nobody if somebody does, isn't comfortable using a label they absolutely do not have to the label's mainly there for educational purposes i guess so you know like there's a label for this like this is you're like there's nothing wrong with you this is just who you are um yeah just I'm like definitely the fact that, like like the opposite those... and... oh, no, no, Sorry, <laughs> I was about to say I'm I'm very much one of those people that hates labels, but what I yeah. will say is that my experience on Twitch and live streaming and and the community that has built up around that has taught me the importance of labels. And I think for yeah. me, the importance of labels is self discovery, knowing yeah, that you're absolutely. not alone, knowing that you that, that that there are other people out there that are just like you, and mm -hmm. then. From that point, you can then get comfortable with yourself. Yeah. Which I think is really important because, yeah, if you're, if you're sat there being like, well, I'm not attracted to all of these people that apparently I should be attracted to, you, you kind of start yeah. to feel like everything's wrong and something's going on. <laughs> What's happening, you know? Yeah, exactly. And like, it's kind of like the way that, like, on the opposite end of asexual, on the asexual spectrum is allosexual, which is... That you do feel sexual attraction no matter what like you don't have to have there's no specific guidelines i guess um like it's just the opposite end of asexual is um, that just like sexual attraction to 
everyone and anyone just just pretty much like it could like eat like for example like just straight straight people like because if you use if you use aromantic or asexual aromantic being um that you don't feel romantic attraction um then um I was going somewhere with that. My mind went blank. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's okay. Well, I mean, we can we can talk about like the the fact that that is a difference because this is something that a lot of people don't realize yeah. is the fact that you can be you can have a specific sexuality and then a specific romantic affiliation. So you could yeah. be asexual but biromantic, which is yes. you don't have a specific sex drive or or you are somewhere within the asexual spectrum but in regards to like romance and intimacy on on a personal level with somebody it could be with any of the genders yeah exactly yeah yeah okay much, yeah like so, I, I love see this is the stuff this is the fascinating aspect around <laughs> it you know because i know like a lot of people who um identify as asexual or aromantic don't identify as straight even if they're not bi so mm. they could like like for example, me being a cis woman, if I was only ever uh, romantically attracted to men, then I still wouldn't class myself as straight because of the fact that I'm asexual. I don't feel sexual attraction yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, so um, on that side, like, it would, like, people wouldn't be, um, like, allosexual would just be straight people, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, hold on. Let me let me pull up the definition. Uh, allosexual, anyone who feels sexual attraction for other people um, is considered allosexual. Okay, so it literally is like the, the opposite end of the spectrum. So it's not just, it's just anybody that has any kind of sexual desire. That, yeah. So, okay, so from what I've like spoken to very briefly with with other wonderful I, I tried for these podcasts to come in as completely clueless <laughs> as possible because that way people are learning as i'm learning which is great i love this the enthusiasm is great um but from like from what i understand from like an asexuality point of view like pete there are some people out there that that love sex but it's not like they have a specific attraction to specific individuals so it's not like oh look at that person over there god uh, mm, look at that jawline and the 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 wonderful uh, forearms for i hear i hear <laughs> that jawlines and veiny forearms are a big a big turn on to a lot of people but you yeah. know, like like having that that moment and seeing those things a lot of people are get very hot under the collar a little bit sweaty a little bit oh my mm. lord again a bit we're getting a bit hot, oh, breathless, and but another people are just like, no, I don't, I don't feel that for that aesthetic. It's not an yeah. aesthetic itself, but in regards to the actual act itself, uh, game on. Yep, that kind of pretty thing. much, yeah. Because like okay. I know, so, I know so many people who are um, asexual. Like they do not feel sexual attraction at all. Um, they are completely on that end of the asexual spectrum, mm -hmm. and they would still they're sex positive they're so sex positive like they will literally just do it whenever especially having up like a partner and stuff sometimes like you find like a middle ground um of like what you're comfortable with mm -hmm. and a lot of aces will still be like perfectly fine to have sex with their partner for their needs as in like their partner's needs um, yes yeah yeah, yeah. because so, the, this this is definitely something that i'm very aware of peace. being the filthy deviant that i am <laughs> is is the fact that like sex is a massive part of any relationship that I've been a part of because yeah. I like 
it's less of a hobby and more of a way of life. Like, this is just yeah. something that I, like, I'm not sure that I could be with somebody that didn't have that drive. Yeah. But then I also know, I, I know uh, of one couple that I can immediately think of where uh, one of the pair is uh, asexual and just doesn't have any kind of uh, sexual drive themselves. Yeah. Um, but as a result, they've kind of got like a... a problem, I suppose the open relationship is the best way of putting it. They are dedicated yeah. to them, each other on a romantic level, but um, uh, the, the partner that has no like urge to have sex understands that that is a need that the other person has and therefore is like you go do what you need to do with whoever you need to yeah. do it just be safe just be careful um so long as you come back home to me i'm I'm fine with this yeah know? exactly and i think it's like it's definitely all like a like a personal thing like whatever works for you as um both yourself and as a couple or is whatever the open relationship is um it's definitely like definitely like uh personal yeah. So whatever works for you, I guess. And I think that's um, that's like that's something that realistically speaking should be universalized is the mm -hmm. fact that we shouldn't judge people based on our we shouldn't judge other people's relationship based on our relationships and vice versa. Yeah. Like I'm all too aware that of all the relationships I've had personally, they have been hugely different. Different dynamics, different scenarios. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I think that's that's really important to say. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, I've only been in one relationship myself, and I ended up not being sexually attracted to him, but I was romantically attracted to him. Mm -hmm. Well, I ended it because that, I didn't feel like he was okay with that. Okay. And he was not one for communication. <laughs> um, so and communication I is was, key. Like yeah, I absolutely need communication. It is so important in every aspect. Um, but I wasn't comfortable with the fact that if he wanted that, he wasn't getting it um not that he would communicate that anyway but so i ended the relationship because i wasn't comfortable with what he wasn't getting for himself if that makes sense no that makes um, complete sense and do you know what that that's very admirable um i was talking about relationships recently on on uh twitch and it, it's very admirable that there are times when you realize, and it doesn't mean that you don't love that person. You you could be completely yeah. and utterly in love with that person, but you realize that you are not compatible on the same wavelengths. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. Just because you love somebody doesn't mean that that it's going to work. Yeah, and that's true. Yeah, it's it's really admirable that you didn't Peace. just be like, Do you know what, I'm going to keep plugging at this to try and make it work, even though yeah. it's not going to. Especially if communication is an issue, because yeah. Communication is, like, it blows my mind now, especially being, like, a sex educator. It blows my mind that people don't talk. <laughs> like... No. It bothers me so much, especially because of the fact that, like, so I understand why some people don't communicate because of past relationships where communicating hasn't gone well. So it's kind of, like, their own trauma, which is obviously something yeah. that they need to deal with, just like I have to deal with mine. Um, but it's all very personal. It's all, like... Whatever works for you. But communication is so important in every relationship. Especially if you've got a difference of dynamics. Yeah, absolutely. Because Which is why, like, how are you meant well. to know? Yeah. Literally, like, you're not going to be in a happy relationship at all if you're not communicating what you want out of the relationship. 
Yeah. Yeah, oh, oh, 100%. I, I, I'm even in filthy, filthy deviant relationships. Like, yep. I've definitely <laughs> been in, in scenarios where a lack of communication meant that, that things ended and a multiple point things ended and I was confused as to why they ended because if I, they, they never communicated as to what the problem yeah. was and therefore I was like, well, this came out of nowhere. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. What's this all about, you know? Kind of just like staying silent to like let it simmer in their yeah. own heads, and then kind of just ending it. Um, they didn't want to cause a fuss. That's yeah. that's always. I did. I didn't want to hurt you. Well, now I'm even yeah. more hurt because you didn't want to hurt me. Yeah. And, wh- and I feel like that in itself is its own trauma thing. Like they're they've obviously not communicated because of reasons that have happened beforehand, where like that hasn't gone well. Yeah. Um, but again, like. If you're dealing with trauma like that, especially in a relationship, it does need to be worked through. But, and I think that's Please. probably where communication is more important. Please. Yeah. Is, is the fact that if you don't have... Like, how, you, how do you know where you are meant to stand if you yeah. have, don't have that communication? Yeah. And, like, I've, I've especially recently, Please. I remember being a young man and and being full of all of the lusts um but even then it was like just take things slowly see how it goes make sure everyone's comfortable make sure everyone knows what's going on and like sex was never the objective if that yeah. makes sense like I, I never went out to go have sex i yeah. went to go have a good time with people and if it involved sex that, it was just a bonus. That, exactly. It's a huge bonus. A glorious, happy-go-lucky <laughs> bonus. But, you know. Yeah. And I'm speaking about, like, asexuality and demisexuality. Does that kind of attitude resonate with you in regards to, like, going out and having a good time and if there's sex, you enjoy it or not, as the case may be? For me personally, no. I usually, in fairness, I don't really leave my house to begin with. But um, unless I'm going to, uh, usually the only time I leave my house now is when I'm going to a different country to meet up with friends. So of all the places to go, um, but no, usually my brain is like, it's the last thing on my mind. I quite literally never think about it. You take going on a night out to the next level. Just going on yep. a night out in another country. That's, that's... Yeah, just, just popping over to England for a sec. <laughs> <laughs> popping over. So it's only a plane ride. It's fine. It's great. It's all right. <laughs> So it never enters your mind. You're like, you never, no. there's never a point where you're just like full of the, God, I just need a good seeing to. No, quite literally never. Which I mean, like, I'm okay with. But the I, amount of times I've mentioned that to people and they're just like, you must have so much time on your hands. I mean, it does consume a lot of my life. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, but I'm pretty see. much, I'm just bored all the time. <laughs> I can, you they, see, I can when see other it. people are bored, they do that. Yeah, I, I can see it the other way around, where it's like, um, where it's more a case of just because you don't have a passion for sex, there are passions for other things. Yeah. Like you could have a passion for space or doing charity work like yourself and, and doing bits and pieces like just because you don't have that passion that's driving and you're just going, do you know what? I need to do horrible <laughs> things with another hor- yeah. wonderful individual consensually. But it does mean you can be like, do you know what? Right, we're going to have a great time. We're going to do this stream. We're going to raise some money for whoever. Yeah. 
you know? Pretty much. Is there anything that does fill that passion for you personally? Usually art. I do a lot of painting. Okay. Um, but you can't see them, but there's a lot of paintings in my room. There are. For those people um, that are watching live on <laughs> Twitch or seeing the VOD somewhere, um, yeah, there are, there are paintings. I can see them. They're very beautiful. I like the paintings. They're very Thank nice. You. There you go. Uh, also, space. You mentioned space. Uh, there's a space painting there, and there's like a couple on my shelf as well. That's kind of why. That's why I said it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw them and I was just like, just like, like space. That in there. It makes sense, you know. It makes complete sense. Oh, lordy. <laughs> okay, so because you're quite open about being like demisexual, asexual, um, yeah. and and what have you, I have to ask, and this is something. Because cause it makes me cringe in my soul. <laughs> Have you ever had somebody say that they can fix you? Yes. Oh, God. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so many times. I can fix you. It's oh. disgusting. It really is. It re like, have you ever been put off someone so quick in your entire life? Oh, yeah. Literally, that is probably one of the highest... Just like that, no. and I think the very first time that I ever came out as ace, somebody immediately was just like, "If you ever get into a relationship, they're definitely gonna cheat on you." So that was, that was uh, something. What? The yeah. audacity! The ah, oh, what happens if you get so in? What happens if you get in a relationship with another ace individual? What? What about that? Uh, apparently, that didn't cross their mind. Because, you know, you are obviously the only person on the entirety of the asexuality spectrum in the entire world. Oh, wow, yeah. wow. I made wow. the word up myself for myself. It would... <laughs> that is mind-blowing. Because this is the thing, like, like, I know that there's a lot of people out there that, that use sex as a way of filling... Almost like filling a void, whether it be, yeah. like, a, an intimacy thing or whether it just be, like using it to distract them from other bits and pieces and obviously there's there's like the long-term relationships that work really, really well and the polyamorous relationships where the sexuality doesn't negate the emotions that they have with the other people that yeah. they're in a relationship with um but like the intimacy side of things having spoken to to some wonderful amazing human beings the intimacy side of things is like the key Thing. But I know that some people get yeah, like fully aromantic and stuff like that. How how do you feel about like the intimacy side of do you ever like crave just having a bit of a cuddle with somebody? Oh yeah, all the time. Literally like, like cuddling is probably the thing I crave the most. <laughs> other than food. Other than other than food. Food first. Other than food. Yeah, food first. Food first so then cuddles. <laughs> if they happen to be a, a an A grade chef and then provide you with cuddles, you're <laughs> yes, like exactly. <laughs> 10 out of 10, A grade, perfect. <laughs> amazing. Absolutely amazing. This is all, this is all new to, and, and do you, so what was it like when you first met, like, somebody else who was demisexual or on the asexuality spectrum? It was actually, of all places, I found a group on Facebook. I don't go on Facebook anymore. I don't even use my Facebook account. Um, but I found a group on Facebook that was just called, um, ace of spades which is literally what we Love ended that. up we ended up um creating like a whatsapp group and i think there was about 40 or 50 of us 
um, and just called the Ace of Spades, where we would just like talk, like just literally just become friends. I'm still friends with one of them now. And I think this was created like six years ago. Um, but uh, yeah, we literally just started talking about like just general life things and becoming friends like through that. Um, but it was very strange for me to know that there was actually like so many other people who had the same experiences that I did. Yeah, because I would imagine that the vast majority of them also felt like they were they were somehow wrong or somehow odd in, in yeah. growing up. I'm using inverted commas for those people that are listening yeah. to the podcast. Um like the Yeah, like like having that and then I suppose it's also quite a weight off the shoulders of of yeah. being like shit. Not only am I not alone, but there's a cosmic fuck ton of us. There's, yeah, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot of do you do you find that you all have like other common interests? Usually, yeah. I think I've noticed that a lot of people who um a lot of people who are um on the A spectrum just really like food. I've noticed that. That's almost interesting. almost every single person that I've met who's on the A spectrum just really loves food. I mean And not in like not in like a like a bad way or anything. Just genuinely, a, a just bad way. Well, like in like the terms of like like eating disorder kind of way. Um, okay. But like, genuinely, just likes food, likes either making food or eating food. Lots of different flavors and stuff. I mean, yeah. th there is there is studies dedicated to like Please. the about about different foods and the way that they affect like brain chemistry and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I know that ch it, chocolate has a a big uh, the yeah. the grin that spread across your face <laughs> the grin that spread across your face there <laughs> i'm not even kidding i have a full drawer full of just chocolate that's amazing i bought my first easter egg today just because i wanted to i wanted to experience th there's something about satisfying about the a chocolate egg crunching that just it's i don't know what it is i'm not even a, like a big chocolate fan by any stretch of the imagination i'm allergic to chocolate but i still eat it because it's chocolate I'm not like what? deathly allergic to chocolate. It's just mild. But... I'm just mild. Is it, is it kind of like those people with like lactose intolerance that are like, Pretty yeah, much. but tonight's a pizza night. Like, like... It's just like, ask just some hives. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just a bit of a jippy tummy for a while. It's, it's okay. It's worth the sacrifice. It's, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. Oh my lordy. That's, that's <laughs> amazing. That's absolutely amazing. That's really interesting. I wonder whether there's been any like studies in regards to like the, 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 correlation between food because because food is is a well-known hedonistic treat like yeah there's when when people think and as as somebody who is a hedonist naturally i've done a little research into it like it is a big thing when people think about hedonists and they think about like even like you're talking about like the orgies of ye olde roman times and stuff like that there was always a banquet there was always loads of wine and food and and indulgence and yeah. i wonder like whether that's down to the fact that there is like a a correlation between the enjoyment of eating and and maybe for some people and i'm not obviously not by any stretch of imagination an expert but maybe there's a, a correlation to to that redirection of being like do you know what i don't need sex sex isn't something for me it's not something that i'm even vaguely interested in unless it's potentially with somebody that you're emotionally involved in but fuck yeah. me food food is where mm. yeah 
I've had this exact thought because I know that there's like there's a meme specifically in the ace community where just everyone in the ace community likes cake it's not the case but so instead everyone just started like anybody who's like pan romantic and also on the ace spectrum like uh because i use by and pan yes um i kind of like just switch between whichever but uh, so i just jokingly call myself a pancake a pancake i like that yeah, i've got a t-shirt that cake. says frying pansexual and that makes me yeah. very happy in my soul not gonna lie to i you. love that so much <laughs> <laughs> it's great it's i have a lot of them in my wardrobe yeah is there ever been a point where you've had to explain asexuality or demisexuality to somebody that would just like just wasn't getting it yeah they've pretty much just been like well yeah but surely you feel this and i'm like no that's the whole point. It's like they just they just don't understand because they don't un they don't they feel it, so everyone must feel it. I, so they, yeah. they just didn't understand. I've definitely met a hell of a lot of people like that in the it's, past for, from from every walk of life, never mind the sexuality yeah. work of life. But what do you <laughs> mean? Much. I don't understand why you would do this. Well, yeah, just because you much. just because you are this way and you do these things doesn't mean that that everybody is, you know? And this is why I love, I love stuff like this, is, is like the reason why I love sex and sexualities and stuff is, is because of the fact that there, it is so varied. Yeah, it, it is. And going full circle, like being brought up as a, as a, as a, a good old Catholic, little Catholic schoolboy, um, <laughs> there is, like, like we get taught one thing, where, when, what was it? When a man and a woman love each other very much, they hug in a special way. Yeah. Wow. Like, that's... That's... It's so bad. It, but, but the thing is, there are, there are religious communes out there that have, like... I'm not going to say who I think it is because I might be wrong. So I don't want to don't wanna, don't wanna <laughs> yeah. dox in the wrong one. But I definitely read an article where um, they, they, there was so much... Uh, body shaming and sex shaming around this entire commune that that when a man and a woman loved each other very much and they they got married and and did all the dutiful things there would be like a sheet they'd have i, I think they called it like the coitus sheet or something like that and the 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 woman would lie down get herself prepared and the sheet would have a little hole in it where which was just where the the man was to do his thing because they weren't allowed to look at each other. Yeah. They but they needed to. It was their duty to have a baby, and that was mind blowing to me because that's like like that's not that's like not asexuality because it's they are still sexual beings and may well still have the the urges and stuff like that. But yeah, they are actively denying themselves that. Yeah. So like celibacy. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. I know is... that a lot of people confuse asexuality and celibacy a lot. Um, yes. So just in case people are confused, celibacy is a choice. Asexuality is not. That's the difference. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 100%. Well, there's a lot in it, but that's the main difference. But you can be asexual and celibate. Yes. So you can like just be like, Do you know what? I don't have the sexual urges. But at the same time, I'm also choosing not to go forth with that. Yep, pretty you much. Know? 
because as as we discussed earlier, you mentioned like the fact that you've got uh, you know people that are uh, sex repulsed as well. Mm-hmm. So people that just like find the entire concept of sex disgusting. Yep. Which, yep. if we think about it, it is. <laughs> if you think about it in fine detail, if you think about it in fine detail, it is pretty <laughs> gross. You know. But yeah, because um, I know I used to be, I used to be so sex repulsed purely because obviously the whole Catholic thing, mm-hmm. basically being taught that it is gross and that you should never do it unless you're married. Um, which I never liked that idea in general, even if I didn't want to have sex in general. I'm like, just do what you want. I don't care. Have you ever felt that maybe part of that upbringing has influenced the way that you are as a demisexual? Um, I think it definitely did when I was younger, but now it doesn't. Now that I'm actually educated on the fact, um, or as least as much as I am now, um, I, I feel like I'm so much more open to talk about it. Like, I'm not even kidding. When, I, when somebody even brought up sex, my face would just go bright red. I would just feel so embarrassed, and I'd be like, I don't want to talk about this. Um, yeah, don't talk about it just, at all. No, no conversations, please. <laughs> I'm just like I'm a child. Don't talk to me. Um, but no, now I'm just like uh, I think because of the fact that I'm educated, especially on not only just the asexual spectrum, but just sex in general, mm. sex ed in general, from what I've learned on the internet. Um, the good old internet. I've, yeah, I've also made sure that they're actually factual and not just like. <laughs> random facts that people made up friends but, uh, just for for all those all those young people out there that are obviously over the age of 18 because they're listening to this podcast but uh for those people that are out there you are not naturally meant to finish on someone's face unless they ask for it okay that's that's not a go-to scenario okay let's talk about these things <laughs> conversation the communication exactly back to that communication it. you know because that 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 was a thing. Like slight detour there is is the fact that I found out that a lot of young people, when they're first going for for coital engagement, um, like that they they think that that's what they're meant to do. Is they're they're everyone because they've all got their sex education from pornography, and they're like, oh well, now's the point where I jizz on your face, and and we're done. Yeah, done and dusted. Done. You know, no. way. Jesus Christ. Yeah, out out of so interest, bad. how was your... And this is where I really push the open it's... book scenario to uh, to its limits. Like, how yeah. was your um, first experience having sex as, as an asexual? I actually asexual? haven't. You haven't had sex? Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Um, like, obviously, there's like some... Uh, there's like somewhere of like... I haven't actually done the whole, the whole sex thing. Okay, like, so let's 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 be a bit clearer on this. So yes. you haven't had penetrative sex. Yes. But have you done other things? Yeah. So like um I think it was like I don't know. My I, I've only been in one relationship. Granted, he lived in Michigan and I live in Ireland, so that was very long distance. Um yes. so I only actually met him twice in person. Um but, and if there was no communication there, that that would add to the issues. Yes, uh, that definitely didn't help. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It like 
certain things um uh can't think of the word for it my mind is going blank certain things instigated were yes were were encouraged yes um my my mind is genuinely just going blank and i don't know <laughs> it's okay but, but yeah so like certain things but it honestly it was because of the fact that it was all consensual it was communicated everything it actually wasn't bad like it was enjoyable but at like once it gets to like after that like actual penetrative stuff like my brain's just like nah i'm done at that point i don't want that um at least which is not fair. purely because i wasn't sexually attracted to him um yeah which he knew i will clarify he knew that i communicated that very well um i made sure that he knew that um out of interest not in like not in like a mean way of like i'm not sexually attracted to you get away from well me this is this is what my what i was about to say is that he's like how as some like because you've you've mentioned that they weren't particularly a communicative individual um yeah. do you know how that made him feel in regards to because the... like i mean you might have guessed being called valenvain mm-hmm. aesthetics are very like a big thing for me uh-huh. and i'm not sure how i would feel if somebody was like hey by the way i am not sexually attracted to you like somebody yeah. that i was actively with you know yeah well, it was more like a like I wouldn't specifically say it like that. I'd be like, um, but this is before we even started dating. I would, I he knew that I was on the A spectrum, yeah. Um, and I did tell him that it would take a while, and it's not a guarantee, yeah. Um, but because I was romantically attracted to him, that's why we started dating. Um, and he said that he was perfectly okay with that, but it was kind of like his actions or his the way that he would say or do things, um, that kind of showed otherwise. Yeah. Which I picked up, even though he wouldn't communicate that. So how that do you sense. how do you feel about like if you were to get with somebody else on that romantic level, Please. but they had that urge to be like to to have full blown penetrative sex? Say, yeah. How would you feel about that? I realize that this uh, isn't a situation that's written, but out of the, <laughs> in theoretical scenarios, how would you feel about that? I think if it wasn't the case where I wasn't sexually attracted to him, I would communicate that and I would be like, I, I'm not up for that. Um, mm-hmm. It's either the case of like just waiting until I am or there would be no relationship. Because I've, ever since my last relationship, I have always said like, I'm not going to date anybody until I am se- unless I know for sure that I'm sexually attracted to them as well or they're on the A spectrum so that they would fully understand yeah. how I'm feeling. What if they and again i'm just going with hypotheticals here what if they were um like what happens if if the scenario was there it was like okay i'm really romantically attracted to you but i have needs would you be comfortable with them getting with other people or are you very much monogamous i'm very monogamous honestly i okay. I, I wish that i wasn't purely because i want to if i was romantically attracted to somebody obviously i like them a lot um and I want them to be happy in whatever way that they need to be. Yeah. But my brain is very much monogamous. And the, the, there's no judgment, no judgment here yeah. by any stretch of imagination. It's... But it's always nice to to explore the the possibilities there, which yeah. explains why you're like, you know what, I need to be with somebody that I'm either sexually attracted to or that you feel so strongly about that 
there's a potential there, I suppose. Or like you yeah. say, or, or another wonderful ace person who who gets it on the same wavelength that, yeah, that exactly, you're on, yeah. you know? Which are, and I yeah. know a couple of people that are, are in a, like ace relationships where the pair of them are both asexual and they eat food and cuddle all the time. So, you know. <laughs> you know. The perfect one. Exactly. I've got a couple of questions here. So if you'd yes. indulge me. Um... We've got, while I'm not ace myself, I have a lot of non-sexual sensations that I love. Food for sure is one, but I also love, like, lush bath products. Aside from food and other non-sexual hedonistic pleasures, uh, what other uh, non-sexual hedonistic pleasures do you like? I don't know if this is on the same level as food, but I love traveling. Okay. Like, traveling gives me the same, well... Maybe like a little bit less than food does. Just like experiencing new cultures, or is it just like yeah. the sensation of being on the road? I think just moving, just like constantly going somewhere new. Okay. Um, even though I have anxiety, so on the anxiety side is like, no, don't go anywhere you don't know. So I will only meet up with people. I will only travel if I'm meeting up with people. Um, but traveling gives, I, I love traveling. Because I was about to say, at the beginning of this podcast, you literally were like, I, I never leave the house. <laughs> like yeah, unless I'm, unless I'm going to another unless, country, yeah. pretty much, yeah. Going for an extreme night out and jumping on a plane yeah. and going to see people. That's <laughs> amazing. That is amazing. Tra I mean, traveling makes sense. Like, why? Like, why? Again, I suppose it's that, that exploration. Because I kind of have that, but with sex. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I have the exploration side of things where I love to find out the pleasures and the extremities of those pleasures. This is the reason why I'm a hedonist, because I just don't understand why people <laughs> wouldn't follow their pleasure. For me, it's sexual deviance. For yourself, it's traveling and food. Yep. And, and cuddles. You know? Which <laughs> is cuddles. Grand. Can't forget about the cuddles. Can't forget the cuddles, no. Which is great, because, and especially in this day and age as well, like, where, where I feel like we're in, we're, we're in like, a, a sexual revolution almost, in the fact that you can have cuddles with friends like yeah. like i know a few people that are just like hey can i come around and we'll just cuddle and watch some movies and they're yeah. just platonic friends it's just that they like to have that closeness and that that is amazing it's it's fantastic because i as a 34 year old beautifully youthful man um could never imagine like messaging a friend and being like hey could we uh could we just cuddle for a while yeah you know yeah no, I've def I've actually done that. Not like specifically message people to go around to their house to cuddle, but like, um, especially when I travel to the US, I do have like a, a few friends who we do that. Like, we'll just literally just cuddle and watch movies. That's really cute. Joe, you know it's really bizarre though because like when it's I was in when I was a teenager, um, I remember getting going to like house parties and getting all smashed and and very drunk, and then funnily enough, some usually in Ireland. Um, and we'd all just end up in a big pile, just all cuddling together and watching some crap movie or something. A know? cuddle puddle, if a, you will. A cuddle puddle. I believe we call it a snuggle pile in my community, but uh, it, it's all <laughs> I love works, that. You know? Okay, I've got another, got another question for you. Yes. Um, being asexual, have you ever found issues with the subject of masturbation? I feel that something that's something a lot of people outside of asexuality are genuinely curious about. Um, not really. 
Um, I, I think it's, again, it would depend on like whether somebody would be sex repulsed or not. I think if a lot of people who are sex repulsed don't even masturbate. Yeah. Um, they just don't like the concept at all. Um, but I don't know. I don't, per, me personally, again, like, I don't think about it at all. So I don't, yeah. I don't personally, but like uh, a lot of people who are demi who are sex positive will. And and there is there's also a, a thing to be said Please. there that there's a lot of people that are allosexual and and yes. do enjoy sex but don't like masturbation. Yeah. Sometimes it's it's a result of body shaming. Uh, they don't yeah. they're ashamed of them their own body. Sometimes it's a result of their upbringing and like the the fact that it's not necessarily body shaming. It's just not something that's done. Sometimes it's just the fact that it's not the same without somebody else being there. Yeah. You know? Like, they kind of need, like, that intimacy to even want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, which I suppose falls into that demisexuality thing. Uh, even if even if only a little bit, it's that whole, yeah. I need that connection. I need that, that emotional value with a person to, to make it worthwhile, you know? Yeah. You know? It, I mean, okay, so so last thing. Last thing, because mm-hmm. that, was, that was a great little question there. Um, last yeah. thing in regards to pleasure, then. Because I would like to think that the vast majority of people in the world have sex for pleasure. And naturally, pleasure is where I'm at. Hedonism. Follow pleasure. <laughs> Do you... Uh, like, in, in your experiences, um, like you say, you've done other things, even if it's not penetrative sex or, or sex in general, you've done other bits and pieces. Did you yep. get the, the sense of pleasure doing those things? So, a little bit, but... Honestly, I get bored of it very quickly. You get bored of it? Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but my brain just is just like, yeah, this isn't fun anymore. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me with my body because that, <laughs> like, yeah. the, 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 I'm levels of indulgence. <laughs> it's unreal. Like, mm-hmm. like, Peace. but d- d- is it just like, oh, it's all right, I suppose, like, yeah, washing my hands much. with warm water it's quite pleasant but nothing like a nice hot shower mm, delightful yeah. pretty much yeah interesting but again like that would depend on like person to person that's just for me yeah no i, I think it probably will um depend it's... person to person because obviously everybody's bodies are different there are some people out there that are that oversensitive some people that don't have the sensitivity some people that maybe it's their brain connection and i've i've talked about it a lot before where it's like you your brain can be fully in like game on let's do this and your body's just like ah no 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 <laughs> it's like well, i'm gonna take a break yeah i'm just gonna i'm just gonna chill i've definitely been in scenarios where i've been like let's go and my body's going what you want me to do what now no <laughs> no this no not, <laughs> not right now not feeling it today that's not a thing and i'm like why body but but why <laughs> You know, and and vice yeah. versa. Bodies can be super reactive and being like, do you know what? Let's go, game on. And your brain's just like, I wonder what I'm having for. I wonder what I'm having for tea later. <laughs> what, do you know what I mean? Yeah. One of those scenarios, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that was amazing. Thank you very much, Becca Beckery. You're a beautiful individual. I've really enjoyed this. I, like my brain has been opened <laughs> to all kinds of new horizons, and I'm I'm super intrigued by them. But thank you very much for agreeing to come on and and yeah, say hi and me. do all the bits and pieces, you know, um, and <laughs> and indulge me in all of my questions. And also, massive, massive thank you for being such an open book and being open and honest with me and and the wonderful listeners, you know. 
Um, before we go anywhere, I'd like to shout out some thank yous to people. To say a massive thank you to all these glorious individuals. First of all, to Alexander Devonport, who has made these wonderful aesthetics that those people that are watching the VOD can see at the moment. Um, a massive thank you to Mountain Goat, who made the uh, audio for the, the theme tune. Sing the theme tune. Be the theme tune. Um, and, of course, to uh, Kate Sway, who made the glorious intro graphic. And, of course, the glorious, the amazing, the wonderful Becca Beckery, you beautiful individual. Spectacular specimen of humankind. Could you do me a massive favor and tell people where they can find you, please? Yeah, um, my name is just Becca Beckery, B-E-C-K-E-R-Y, on everything. On everything? Pretty much. Yep, on everything. What I've is been the, lucky enough the... to make up a name that nobody's taken. <laughs> Entirely fair. Entirely fair. What is the next project for you? Um, currently, I'm on a, a little bit of a hiatus while I try and figure out somewhere to move. So it's more just a region area or region thing. Um, so once I do that, uh, I will definitely just be doing a lot more charity streams, hopefully. Do you have a charity in mind for who's next, perhaps? St. Jude. I do one for St. Jude every year, um, which is a charity in the US that raised money for or that uh, a hospital that helps kids with cancer. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Love that. That's really it's nice. a wonderful charity. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much. And um, for people cuz I keep forgetting to give myself an outro, so I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to remember to do that today. I've got a little tick list next to me, all right? I'm Valen Vane, Vane by name, Vane by nature. You can find me on all of the social media platforms apart from YouTube um on uh, Valen Vane. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, you name it. Um, you can find me on all of them, you glorious individuals. Um, and yeah, thank you very much again, Becca, you beautiful thank individual. You. That's been Thirsty Work, me. and we will see you all later, you beautiful hedonists. <laughs>